In the forests of Australia, the glistening dew of a rain-kissed leaf might be a little more than just a water droplet. The mirror spider takes what would be waste to another spider and turns it into a beautiful mosaic of genius camouflage. Taking a few notes out of the cephalopods declassified wild survival guide, this little spider shines bright like a diamond, which is sometimes the way to survive here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of this of this theme song, of our theme song. For more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. You can check that out by, follow us in, by following us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visiting us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. Dot com And a very special thank you to our patrons, Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today, we're talking about the lurker in the cathedral, the stained Araniae. But more on that later. The lurker in the cathedral is definitely a Dark Souls boss. <laughs> cathedral lurker. Oh, man. That writes itself designs itself um actually no it's open to a lot of possibilities what could look at it what would a cathedral lurker look like um probably something like this yeah yeah we're talking about the mirror spy tour yes. spy tour sounds like a a uh, transformer a beast what, what's the beast transformer called Beast Wars? Beast of Maniacs? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Be- Beast Wars Transformers. Cheetor. But it's a spider. <laughs> Dinobot. Spider. <laughs> but it's like, it's not big. It's a small transformer and it goes in and like spies on people. Spytor. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Mirror Spider, also known as the Sequined Spider and the Twin Peaked Thwytasia. Which I'm sure that's not how that. you pronounce that. Thwy... Um, thwait? Thwaitasia? Thwaitasia, yeah. But like the TH, I bet Thwaitasia. you it's like... Like it's the same TH in time or Thames. It's probably Thwaitasia. Thwaitasia. Oh, could be, could be, could be. Um, but we're going to call it here the top, top shelf Tomatoa because he's shiny, but he doesn't sing a t- tuneless song about it and waste your time. Nah. Um, and we're going to, it's known as the stained glass widow. Get it? Cause it's a spider. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got. That's, those are my nicknames. Um, do you want to know what a scientist to call it? Yeah. Staring down the barrel of some long words. I'm staring down the barrel of some science, and that's that's what makes me happy. Well, it's in the kingdom you know, love, and are in the kingdom of Animalia. 
Mm-hmm. It's in the it's in the phylum Arthropoda. It's in the subphylum Chelicerata, Celador. Celador um, taxonomy. In, yeah, it's in the class Arachnidae. Arachnidae. That's spiders and other arachnids. <laughs> uh, it's in the order Aranae. 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 And the class is Arachnida. But, I don't think I don't think it's day. Arachnid, arachnida. Arachnida. Uh-huh. Arachnidae. <laughs> arachnida. Arachnida. Um, and the infra order, if you're into that kind of thing, is Araneomorphae. Araneomorphae. It's like if you had two pool balls, and it's like, do you want to rack one or the other? And you're like, I rack neither. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's in the family. It's in the family Theridiidae. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Those double eyes. It's in the. The genus Thwaitisia, uh, or Thwaitisia, or Thwaitisia. I taught, I taught, put it It does sound like that. Um, it's in the species, uh, the binomial name being uh, Thwaitisia argentiopunctata. Argentiopunctata. It's what a wonderful phrase. Or a um, Harry Potter spell. Yeah. But since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, nitty-gritty nomenclature. We've already done spiders. Lots of spiders. Spiders are interesting, but that means that we've already exhausted their collective noun. So let's talk about what Thwaitesia argentiopunctata means. What's the etymology of this nomenclature? So, is it A, does, so it's, again, this is Thwaitesia, T-H-W-A-I-T-E-S-I-A. So, it's just a weird word. Um, And then Argentiopunctata. That's all one word. (laughs) Um, Does that mean spectral reflective spear? A. B, punctual shield ghost? C, Argentinian mirror, or D, silver speckled meadow. Argentine. Yeah, I don't think it's Argentinian. I think that's a red herring because I, well, it's not from there, A. B, um, I think maybe they have the same, like maybe Argentina is named like a meadowland or something like that. I'm going to go with the last one, Meadow. And I might be doing the thing that toddlers do when you give them a list of options and they say the last one. This is the last one, <laughs> the only one they remember. Um, but I'm going with the Meadow one. Oh, my gosh. My son does that all the time, especially when he's like when I when he's done eating and I'm like, do you want more or do you, are you all done? And he always says whatever I say last. So it's, it's all done. And then just to be sure, I'm like. Are you all done or do you want more? And he's like, more. It's like, darn it. We're not communicating at all. 
what we have here is a failure to communicate. Um, <laughs> you are correct. The answer is D, Silver Speckled Meadow. Thwaitesia or Thwaitesia is Old Norse for a cl- like cleared land, a field or a meadow. Um, and then Ar- Argen- Argentum is uh, Latin for silver. Oh. Um, and then uh, punctata is like like black dots and holes and things like that. So um, silver speckled meadow. We I think we've heard punctata before. Maybe with the um, the that whole that frog. Oh, that uh. Oh man. I- now I feel bad not remembering it. The frog that like holds its eggs in its back, the worst frog. Last week we did Suriname I would, Toad. Yeah, the Suriname Toad. Last week I would I would we did what I would vote as probably best frog. That one I would vote as worst frog for sure. It, it's not the punctata. I don't know what the punctata was, but I've heard that before. But if I had to name it something Latin, I'd probably put punctata in there for sure. Um, but nobody asked me, and also I don't speak Latin. So there's lots of obstacles to to me being in, in the like naming taxonomy games. I'm just here to read it. I just looked up Suriname Toad and uh I don't know what the heck. I typed in tryptophobe frog and Google search console is giving me stats for our website for this term. Nice. Must have put tryptophobia in in the in the art the article, and now we're ranking for it. Getting that sweet, <laughs> sweet organic search traffic. Why well, it's I don't see it. I don't see that we're ranking for it. It's just giving me the info. I didn't know I could do this. Anyway, do you want to know what it looks like? I already know what it looks like, but you might as well explain it to these fine ladies and gentlemen. The mirror spider is a small spider with a big abdomen and a small thorax. You know the type. The big, the big, the big uh, caboose spiders. In you terms of, uh, <laughs> you can picture. They're all it. the same. <laughs> uh, they have uh, proportionally longer legs, and uh, their train their legs are translucent, like a cream colored translucence with brown joints so like they have a different color like darker joints kind of like a golden orb weaver but but smaller and they also have no striking features that we'll talk about at any length and by any means that's right and i i have written in parentheses this is a lie (laughs) just so i wouldn't forget i'm glad you remember Um, what was a lie but I said it was small. Do you want to know how small it is? Sure. Welcome to the beloved, the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the entire family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, saying you're chittering the words Measure Up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new Measure Up intro this week. That's not true. Um, we don't? We do? We do. Good, because we do. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and I'm so glad because I didn't prepare a list of fake animals <laughs> or real animals that are not the one that we were going to listen to. <laughs> oh, before that, I sent, we talked about Poot, Nora sent us poodle information that we talked about in the, um, there was a, it was a very long email, so I didn't want to like miss it, but I also didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to use it for the main show. So we used it in the, uh, the warm up on Patreon. And then uh, I sent it to her and she said, this is a very good point. If it's about fur, why aren't Portuguese water dogs cut all funny? <laughs> and then she has a, a tableau here. Uh, she's written a script, a small script that says Portuguese man. The dog swims good. Excellent. Love it. Done and done. French man. I must over engineer this dog. <laughs> Everything must be 20% more complicated. Oh man, she wrote. She What's wrote the onomatopoeia for the French man laugh? Uh, the pause before I did it was me trying to figure out what she meant by H O N dash H O N dash H O N. Hon hon hon. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's the French laugh. <laughs> she says it's cool. I'm French. I can make fun of us. She's so she's making fun of that. Yeah, she comes from also the mountains of Canada. I also have French Canadian blood in my DNA, so I'm not French. I'm not from. I'm not from anywhere French speaking, but I have the genetic. I can at least have. I have enough credit that I can read somebody who's actually French, making fun of French people. You're allowed to. I feel. You're socially I feel. allowed to. I couldn't have made that joke. I'm don't. I I couldn't. I don't speak French, so I couldn't have made that joke just on my own free will. I think you could joke about it. I'll joke about it. <laughs> the French. I, am I right? Squidward. <laughs> and I don't have a lick of French in me, but I have been there and I can, I, I know some words. That's true. That's fair enough. You have a healthy respect for the, the, the people, the French speaking people. Yeah. I've been to Haiti. They speak, they speak French. French there. Yeah. So yeah. I've also been to Quebec. And they speak French there. Yeah, um, so you're you're now free to punch in all kinds of directions. <laughs> sideways up, sideways diagonal, but never down. Upways, downways, slantways, all wherever the great glass elevator can take you. And speaking of great glass things, let's talk about the spider. Oh, oh yeah, uh, I forgot we were doing that, but. We have a, a, um, a landmark measure up intro this week. See if I can guess it. Let's see if you can guess it. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Can you say measure up? Measure up. Nice. <laughs> I know you that voice. You seem surprised. <laughs> He never nice. said it before. I never told. I've never asked him to say it before until I. So you uh, were recording, like on the, and that was the the. That was the dress rehearsal. That that was a live performance. Yeah, he's in the he's in the stage where he says, "And 
the anything that I tell him to say. So, uh, wh- and and that ended up actually like being pretty clear. I thought about making this big joke, and like he says, measure up, and I'm like, that's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> but he was actually pretty. He's pretty darn. Was, he said it, so I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> I thought and he was going to be you, like, yeah, or something like that. And then I would have been like, oh, that's not even close. And he doesn't understand but, me. So but he, he, he wouldn't have, his feelings wouldn't have been hurt. But you couldn't have, uh, the tone alone, you want to, you need to give him a carrot after doing a good job. Uh, he would have uh, thrown that carrot on the ground. <laughs> a metaphor, car- carrots are, a carrots yogurt are pouch or whatever. Yes, whatever there the we go. Yogurt pouch. Ritz cracker. <laughs> I don't need to. All I need to do is just say, say this, and he'll give it his best shot. <laughs> say, helicopter, uh, hadu dadu, the done, done, done deal. We're good. <laughs> okay. That was Mason, by the way. I, Thank you to Mason. My eldest son. What do the numbers mean, Mason? They mean this is a small spider. They sure do. Let's talk about the smallness of the numbers. Um, let's talk about female length. The females are larger. So they're four millimeters or 0.16 inches because inches are too big. How many female spiders go into the diameter of an Oreo cookie? Oh, this is something I can work with. Something I'm very familiar with. So here's a hint. Oreos were developed by the National Biscuit Company. Do you know what the National Biscuit Company is called today? Nabisco. Yeah, isn't that fun? I did not think about that, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, it was. They were first developed in 1912. The same year, mind you. Do you know what else was developed the same year, 1912? The Treaty of Versailles. No, the tow truck. Uh, oh. oh, no, wait. That might be No, that was 1916. That was 1915 or 16? Yes. Okay, never mind. Uh, so, oh, close. A couple of years. We, the world was only a few years away from the tow truck, and they were munching on Oreos. And the Treaty of but Versailles. They were, but like for um, four years before they even munched on an Oreo, they had already been munching on a chocolate sandwich cookie. They were Oreos were nearly direct copycats of the Hydrox, um, a cookie developed by the Sunshine by the Sun. I've seen it called Sunshine Baking Company, but also just Sunshine Biscuits. In 1908, Hydrox was ultimately defeated by Nabisco after de- decades de- decades of rivalry. Uh, in 2015, 100 years. After the tow truck was invented, um, <laughs> <laughs> Leaf Brands, Leaf, the Leaf Brands, uh, the new owner of Hydrox, brought the cookie back with a vengeance. Its marketing is steeped in Americana and Oreo shade. It's made with cane sugar, they say. There's no trans fats or corn syrup like you might find in a nasty Oreo, they say. And Hydrox is proudly made in the United States of America, something that they wanted to point out after Donald Trump point, pointed out that Oreo cookies are made in Mexico. See, here's the big problem. It's called a Hydrox. Yes. 
It sounds hydrogen and oxygen. It sounds to, like a pill you take. To, it sounds to let, like an opioid. Wait, isn't, <laughs> isn't the little um the little like cousin of a an elephant, the little rodent like cousin of an elephant called an hy- hydrox? I think it's a hynox. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, but it's hydrogen and oxygen. Oh, hyrax. To, that's what it's called. Hyrax. Hyrax, that's right. They they wanted you to know that it was a pure product, so made of made with hydrogen and oxygen, I guess somehow. Um, I feel like it's going to taste like hydrogen peroxide. I feel like I'm just about to have a cookie that tastes like bubbles. What it actually tastes like is this little bit darker chocolate and a little bit less cream filling. Oh, it's also a little bit crunchier. All of um, those things I don't like. So so Oreo cookie, they. They did a good job of marketing, like more, made with more of the sweet cream you love. And also nowadays, it's milk's favorite cookie. Hydrox doesn't take to milk as readily as an Oreo. But you know what that means? Hydrox is great for crushing into ice cream because it won't dissolve into like a spongy mess. It'll have that crunch. And Hydrox is in certain ice cream brands in their cookies and cream. I feel like I'm being poisoned. <laughs> I, I I had Hydrox as a kid. They were, um, my grandma had Hydrox, and I I remember them being pretty good. I feel like if you, you just look at Hydrox and you're like, that's a pretty good cookie. If we just put a little bit more cream in there and called it literally anything other than Hydrox, we could probably destroy this company, and they did. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, Briefly, uh, Keebler owned Hydrox, and they renamed it to, like, Droxies, which is, like... <laughs> that sounds like the street name for the move. drug. <laughs> yeah. Hydrox is, the, is, the, is, like, the official, like, name, but you, you're doing, like, you got any Droxies? I mean, they they're called Oxies. Called it, <laughs> they should have just called it Hyrax and had a little Hyrax mascot. Yeah, like Bucky's, but... Way more obscure. Anyway, I think we've been talking about cookies for way too long. I think a, a, an Oreo is, um, I think, an inch and a half across. Two inches might be too much, but that might make it a little bit easier. I'm going to say two inches and call it 12.5 um, mirror spiders fit across the diameter of an Oreo. It's a pretty good guess. It's a pretty good guess. Let me do some crunching of the numbers. Let's see if you got a nursing school victory. You haven't crunched these numbers? You crunch a Hyrax or Hydrox or whatever, but not these numbers? I did a deep dive into the the Hydrox rivalry with Oreo, and I forgot to crunch the numbers. Uh, But the correct answer is 11 spiders. So you're pretty close. Yeah. Whoa! You can eat eleven spiders long cookie. I I I I kind of want to eat a Hydrox. I want to relive the glory days of Hydrox. I feel bad for them. I feel. I bad feel like them. I would just eat. I, I feel like it would just be if feel like eating a diet Oreo. And that's not something I want in my life. Well, it's chocolatier. It's um, dark chocolatier though. Well, not not bitter, dark chocolate necessarily. And it's less darker. Stuff. It's not called stuff with one F over there. It's just cream. They're not. 
It's double stuffed Oreos. There's stuff in there. It's, That's it's what it not is. stuffed. It's double stuff Oreos. Yeah, so there was one stuff, and now there is two stuff. <laughs> and that it's it's objectively better than the one with just the one stuff. I do think double. I think two stuff is better than one stuff for sure. I, yeah, I man. But that's honestly, just what I'm here for is the stuff. <laughs> but anything more than double stuff, that's too much stuff. Mm, I don't know. I don't. At want, certain point, want you could just have a bowl stuff. of stuff with some like, uh, like Oreo wafers in there and have a great mega, time with it. Mega stuff is hubris. <laughs> Mondo stuff. That's the that. The, Starring Keenan Thompson, but it's not so <laughs> Good much stuff about versus the, Mondo stuff. It's not so much about the amount of stuff, but it's the stuff to cookie ratio. Because thins are good, not as good as stuff. I mean, I you think just, you're really you underestimating eat. the value of stuff here. Uh, are you one of the? Did you eat an Oreo by like pulling them apart and eating the stuff out? Uh, I had, I have done that, but like that wasn't my primary means of eating Oreos. My primary means of eating Oreos, um, was akin to like a, a Hoover vacuum, um, <laughs> was, was actually ingesting them without chewing. It was just, just inhaling them into my, in, directly into my, into my, uh, uh, gastrointestinal system. So I dunk them, dunk halfway I, into the milk, eat half, dunk the rest. So actually like to this day, I don't even know what an Oreo tastes like. I just unhinge my jaw <laughs> and just pour this whole sleeve in there, so I can't I can't really account for like the intricacies that you that like, might be peasant the folk worst use. way to experience an Oreo is <laughs> just to drop it into your stomach, just to and not reverse the C section. <laughs> <laughs> I want the Oreo, but yeah, I yeah, don't want to enjoy it at all. Tube and- Feeding tube and Oreo into you. That's the worst way. Yep, yep. Um, okay, let's talk about male length. They're a little smaller. They're three millimeters or 0.12 inches. So how many decks or how many deck of cards thicknesses go into a male mirror spider? Like a standard deck of playing cards? Yes. 52 cards. Here's a hint. Playing cards are thousands of years old and may date back to the 9th century China. Uh, the French suited 52-card deck might date back to the 1300s when France made their own versions of the German-suited cards after importing them from Persia for a very long time. I'm trying to find the, the common thread between the, Oreos, it, spiders, and... There was playing cards the muslim invasion and conquest of spain resulted in years oh hundreds of years of fighting but it also brought the playing cards to europe <laughs> so good They're, on you right yeah <laughs> ends justify the means we can now play poker mm-hmm. um I'm going to call that one inch. The answer is 8.3. Spiders go into the thickness of a deck of playing cards. A spider is longer than a deck is thick. What? Let me me do it. I'm going to double check. 
Typical playing card dimensions. Standard playing card decks are 2.5 inches. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's I was wrong. Wait, oh, the answer is 16. Two point, no, 2.5 inches by 3.5 inches. That's the... That's the... That's not the thickness. Oh, oh, not the thickness, yeah. And blank, between blank and blank millimeters thick. It seem, you, But what? you're right. It does seem like it may be talking about the thickness, thickness of, of a, a card. card. Yeah. Hold on now. I got another... I got another... I'm happy to do that one, though. How many cards? Okay, 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 wait, wait, wait. I got, I got some, I got some better intel. In either case, I think that eight... Point four cards go into the length of the spider, or eight point three spiders go into the 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 thickness of the deck in its entirety. So either way, my answer is eight point. Well, we'll call it eight point four. Final answer. Yes. The correct answer. Is six point three five cards, spiders. So we are doing the thickness of the whole deck. Yeah. So a deck of cards may be as much as nineteen oh five meters, millimeters thick. <laughs> oh my god! Which is what nineteen point five meters? <laughs> this is just a sixty foot deck of cards. I should have looked at the biggest deck. That'll be later. Yeah. It's a three quarters of an inch. All right. Now we got we got it. We did it. <laughs> figured it out. Well, I, I am bam, bamboozled. Can we talk about the spider? <laughs> yeah. You want to know some fast facts about the spider? Yes. Um, the mirror spider lives in Australia. It's most commonly found in leaves, trees, and bushes. Leaves, trees, and automobiles. Um, they eat small insects. What a surprise. This spider eats small insects. Um, and they catch them, they catch them in tangled webs. Unlike orb weavers that seem to weave particular patterns, mirror spiders and their cousins use a haphazard design, um, and follow no set pattern. They may also use sticky lines that they attach to the ground to catch ants and ground insects. Uh, the, the genus Theridiidae has 3000 species and it's one of the most common house arthropods in the world. So this is a house spider or, or at least its cousins are house spiders. Members of the genus are sometimes called cobweb spiders. The family Uh, is Theridiidae. Family, family. Family members of the family are sometimes called cobweb spiders because they are likely responsible for the spooky tangled webs that decorate old houses and neglected corners. Very spooky. Uh, members of the families, members of the family, sometimes engage in kleptoparasitism, um, and they'll live on the webs of larger spiders and eat small prey and even the silk off of host spider webs. In some cases, they even uh, will eat to the host spider. Bad house guess. Yeah, that's, um, not, that's not what you want. That's zero, one star. If I if I could give it zero, I would. <laughs> um, mirror. If you're an Australian, if you live in Australia, 
you should know that mirror spiderlings are rarely observed and we don't have an official description of them yet. So if you see a mirror spiderling, take a picture of it. Considering how small the adults are. With a macro lens. Find a, a, a spiderling. And then it would be tough to tell if it was a mirror spider spiderling. That's a hard, it's hard to say. If it's at the park and um, a, a mirror spider is sitting on the bench, then it might be a mirror spiderling. Or you need to call DCF on that mirror spider for just being at the park and endangering children. DCF? I don't, do they have that in Australia? Well, I'm sure they have something similar, but it's definitely not called the same thing. <laughs> called something way cooler yeah i mean it could be it's just department of children and family right uh, that's pretty pretty bog standard i'm not gonna go look it up <laughs> it is Dep- that's what department it is. um all right yeah is that is that all you got yeah so that's it right there's no Big facts. Yeah, it's just called the mirror spider for no reason. People are dumb. <laughs> um, no, we're gonna call this one stained glass bottoms up. Hmm. I don't know that I, that got away from me. Um, so these spiders are called mirror spiders for a reason, contrary to what I said a few seconds ago. Um, <laughs> its abdomen is large, as we mentioned, uh, and it is covered in silver. Which is why its uh, species name involves the Latin word for silver, argentum. Um, It is very shiny. It's a shiny boy. Um, And again, he's not preachy about it. He, uh, so they are covered with these crystalline scales. Well, their abdomens are. The rest of them is not. But their abdomens are covered in these crystalline scales. So, um... I mean, think a cracked mirror, think like salt, uh, t- like the salt pools or salt, uh, like a salt flat or something like that with all of those, like he- not hexagonal, but like polygon structures all together um, with lines in between. Uh, and these scales are primarily made out of guanine, which guanine is one of the four um, nucleo, nucleotides, or I forgot what the word is. Um, it is, sorry, I will get the word here. Nucleobases is the word. It's one of the four nucleobases that make up our DNA. And guanine is one of them. And it's also a waste product, which is where we get the word guano from, which is and speaking of that that's how we usually things usually get rid of guanine is uh is by pooping it out and same with spiders but this spider take uses some of it and it excretes it out onto its abdomen just underneath its uh a dermal layer um and so that in in gives it this crystalline silvery appearance um, and this ends up being pretty good camouflage since it makes what was 
previously a tiny spider look like a tiny raindrop or a glistening dew drop uh, if you're looking at it on a leaf so but the 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 main thing that they can do is change their coloring so this is a spider that can actually change colors similar to the way an octopus changes colors so they have these scales and these uh the scales are have lines in between them and these lines aren't nothing they're actually muscles um they can uh contract these muscles which will shrink the size of the individual scales and change the color of the the spider's abdomen altogether or they can relax these muscles and expand these silvery scales to make it look like the entire abdomen is just coated in armored silver um, so it can do any combination of this it can create patterns um, and it's all based on how threatened they feel so like huge scales when they're on twitter it's really bad just they're this all all silvery um but when they're at home watching lord of the rings sipping some hot cocoa those those scales are just way down no need for no need for your armor there um unless you're in lord of the rings in which case there are orcs around and you're definitely going to need some armor um so but this is a lot like how chromatophores work in um cephalopods we've talked about chromatophores in fact in fact in our very first episode of this show the humboldt squid which we keep referencing the first episode but the humboldt squid's a cool animal and it all uh and you know it's all connected <laughs> um but the way that chromatophores work is that you know you have certain cells that are a, that have a certain pigment and the squid can expand those cells make them bigger and when enough of those cells are expanded it changes the overall hue of the animal altogether but it's not actually removing any color it's just making certain cells with certain pigment um bigger and other ones smaller and that's how that's what the spider does here to be more silver or more green and red and the other colors that it has um australian zoologists actually like the mirror spider because it's a it's a pretty looking spider it looks like a stained glass window um and they like it because they're sick and tired of people thinking that Australia has the most dangerous everything. Um, and uh, I actually don't think they have the most dangerous everything. It's it's kind of like a overused meme to say like, oh, it's in Australia. It's crazy. It's like, yes, they have venomous spiders and snakes and crocodiles. But like I would probably give like the crown of most dangerous stuff to like Central Africa. <laughs> Like, if there was a place that I would not want to be around the wildlife, that's 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 top of my list. Alaska's probably pretty high up there, too. Like, mm -hmm. I can deal with, like, a venomous spider. Snakes are rough, but, I mean, there's there are venomous snakes in Africa and um, Alaska, too. But the difference is Alaska and africa have megafauna that want to kill you so you know and they have more aggressive crocodiles so I'll, i i i gotta say that i i don't understand why everyone thinks australia is the like the most the deadliest place in the world except for the box you, jellyfish that's crazy yeah. well they have a lot of things that are like that can be in your room yeah soaking a black mamba it. 
Yeah, I guess. But a bear is probably not going to... You're going to know it if a bear gets into your room. You, you would probably... You're not going to just fi- go to sleep on it. You'd figure that out. <laughs> uh, and... Yeah, I, but you and Australians both. I saw a video that where an Australian was like, people keep, Americans keep saying that we're, we have the most dangerous animals, but have you seen bears? Have you seen? Like, they have <laughs> packs of wolves. We've got dingoes. They're like half the size. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'd still say Africa because, I mean, the list of super dangerous large animals is pretty pretty long there and then the list of super dangerous small animals is relatively long too so it's just uh it's 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 an all-you-can-eat buffet over there for you know crocodiles and lions and and stuff like that but there's crocodiles in australia yeah but now crocodiles are are like homicidal (laughs) they're they they'll they'll chase you onto land they regularly they ambush from from the bushes yeah they the they'll break uh like wooden walkways over water to get to people they're like i i would much rather have to face off against like a saltwater crocodile or a crocodile from um there's a reason why there isn't an equivalent of the crocodile hunter in central africa it's like because he just doesn't go there (laughs) <laughs> because they all died during the first episode. <laughs> they were all just eaten because those the they're crazy. Um the crocodiles. And the people that wrestle them, I gotta say. Um alligators are are forget about it. Those they're pushovers. Generally they're easy. Smaller, yeah. They're smaller, they're more passive. Um and then even like the non predators in Africa are super dangerous elephants cape buffalo like stay away <laughs> uh everything is dangerous anyway because my my father-in-law actually just got back from tanzania on a business trip and the the guy he was staying with was like uh keep your eyes on the trees there are black mambas up there <laughs> and this is snake <laughs> season like oh boy <laughs> but australia has birds that set fires that that's true. That's true. They do. So there's they do have that going for them, and then they have like the box jellyfish, and there are great whites around. But there are great whites in South Africa, so you know, give and take. But I think uh, Africa, the Central Africa wildlife, takes so much more than it gives. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, the mirror spider was. So I was reading Australian Geographic when I was. Um, researching for this episode and uh, it noted that the first person to describe mirror spiders was named William Joseph Rainbow I saw that they also said that it was ironic and which shows uh, once again that almost no one understands what irony is (laughs) (laughs) it's like no it's it's pretty appropriate actually like Irony is the opposite. If it was ironic, his name would have been William Joseph Monochrome or William Joseph <laughs> Colorblind or something like that. William Joseph Just Brown. <laughs> yeah, William, William jo- Joseph Regular Brown Spider. Well, William Joseph Regular... Yeah, Regular Brown. <laughs> William Joseph Normal Spider. <laughs> Mr. Normal Spider. 
<laughs> what would you say about this this spider that you just found? Uh, it's, it's it's spectacular. It's so abnormal. Um, <laughs> William Joseph Clear Glass. Yeah, if I was going to peg anybody to discover the stained glass mirror spider, uh, William Joseph stained glass would have been first on my list, but then William Joseph Rainbow is right there, just coming <laughs> in at a hot second. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the mirror spider. It can change its color, all silvery. Goodness, looks like a drop of dew. Uh, it's a it's a, it's non. Uh, it is venomous, but not threatening to humans. So. Um, check it out if you're ever in Australia because it's found all over the continent yeah definitely go traipsing around in the bushes in Australia yeah just just kind of sweep your hand actually if you find a bush just stick your hand into it um, mm-hmm. and if you find uh, if, if you find if you end up in the ocean uh, just jump in and splash around a lot mm-hmm. um and those are really the only two things that it says in the Visit Australia guide, so I can't really say <laughs> anything past that. Um, so anyway. Also, we just got done talking about the stonefish a few weeks ago, which is like the Australian Aborigines have a safety dance for the most ven- world's most venomous fish. So yes, they do have some cr- some some things you don't want to mess with. I'm not saying that it's t- it's a completely tame it's wilderness all sunshine out there. and rainbows. Yes, I'm not saying it's all sunshine and William Joseph rainbows. Um, But I would rather um, be lost in the Australian wilderness than in the Serengeti. Any day of the week. So if you're out there in Podcastia, that was the mirror spider. Stay beautiful. Engorge your scales. And dazzle your enemies like the mirror spider here in life. Death, the taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. cool that's a long episode i think we need to cut out all of the all of the measure up